all Mountain West Conference selection at the University of Nevada. Our guest today, Austin Byler, seemed to have it all. An 11th round selection of the Arizona Diamondbacks, a promising pro career. Like so many baseball players, Austin felt the dreams of uh, the demons of anxiety and by 2018 uh, was out of pro baseball and left at a career crossroads. His journey led him to start Major League University, which uh, works with amateur players on dealing with issues such as mindfulness, character, and personal development. Um, if anxiety has ever gotten in your way on the field or in life, this is a great episode for you. Austin Byler coming up next on the Jersey Baseball Show. The Jersey Baseball Show is sponsored by the Edward Lesky Company, General Contractors, Reach them at 908-686-7272, 908-686-7272. For over 70 years, the Edward Lesky Company has been serving the New Jersey community. Work safe, work smart, work tomorrow. Call the Edward Lesky Company. So we are here with Austin Byler today. Got through our uh, technical, uh, you know, uh, interesting technical uh, work there. Um, this is episode two of the Jersey Baseball Show. We are very happy to have Austin and uh, start out just giving us a little bit of your background. You know, all Midwest, uh, not Midwest, Mountain West Conference 2014-2015. And, uh, you know, let's take it from there. Yeah, Mike, thanks for having me, man. I love it. Super excited, super juiced up. Uh, grew up, born and raised in Arizona, Phoenix, Arizona. Actually, where I'm at right now, you can kind of see the sunshine here on the Zoom call. But um, got to play, play a very, very competitive baseball here as a kid. Um, especially going through high school, there's so many good teams, so many good athletes, and just a lot of really good competition. Um, and, I, and I remember going into my senior season, we had an incredible team in my high school, and we were uh, all region every single year, won the region championship. We made it to two state championship, got a start on varsity for most of four years. The first year of my freshman year was kind of like a halfway point, and that was a real test of adversity there. But I remember going into my last year, and I was killing it, right, statistically, and I had no offers to go to college. And I'm thinking, what the heck? Why am I not getting signed? Like, what, what do, what do I got to do? do? Yeah, yeah. what do I got to do, man? Who do I got to call? And so, um, thankfully, at the end of that season, um, actually around this time, about two weeks from now, end of May, right after the state championship game, unfortunately, we, we lost. But the next day, I got a call from the University of Nevada, Reno. And that's when I signed to go to the University of Nevada. And um, kind of in that picture there, you can kind of see where, um, some things kind of took off there. And so I had the opportunity to go to Nevada for four years, 2011 to 15. Unbelievable time. Reno's a second home to me. We always joke that we might move back there one day just because I love it there. The small town community is amazing. And um, the people, right, they're really back to university. Um, they're huge, huge, huge. They bleed blue all day. And it's such a great environment for any college student to go into. And so um, that's kind of where that all took off. And then went into the, the Diamondbacks organization for a few years. And, and the rest is kind of history. So, so 2018, time for the next step in your career. What mm -hmm. made you head in this direction, you know, helping, you know, give back, um, you know, really working with, I mean, at, at the level that you were at and, you know, you go look at the Nevada's record books, you're all over the top tens in almost every offensive category, um, you know, minor league career reaching high A. Um, what made you want to spend the next 40, 50 years maybe of your career, your life, giving back the, the bulk of that, that adulthood to, uh, to, to younger players. Yeah, Mike, it's so, I remember I always wanted to impact people and I didn't exactly know how. I was very introverted. I still am very introverted. When I get around crowds, I don't like to talk and it's kind of 
counterintuitive when you see a video on social media or all the tweets or posts or whatever it might be. But I really don't like going around a lot of people all the time. I like to kind of stay by myself, chill with the people that I love. and Alter ego, right? Yeah, exactly. Man, you almost got to put on the Superman face or something. Yeah. And so um, I knew I wanted to impact people. And my mom always would tell me, hey, you're going to write books one day. You're going to go be a speaker. You're going to do all these awesome things. And I was like, there's no way. That is so hard. There's too much stuff. <laughs> and I remember going through college baseball and then into professional baseball. And I was battling a lot of different internal demons, right? Tony Robbins says it's best. There's an external world and the internal world. And the one that we have to master first is the internal world or else the external world can consume us and take over our lives. And so when I was going through this experience for about five or six years, I was battling a bunch of prescription drug medications and I'm bouncing back and forth in between different things that I was trying to mask my physical and mental pain with at the time. And I remember going into my first year of professional baseball and I crushed it, right? We won the all-star or I was an all-star. We won the championship. I was named top 20 prospect, got invited back to the instructional leagues, which is just an extra month of some of the best prospects in the organization playing against the other best prospects in other organizations. And it was at this time where real life adversity started to hit. I thought I was on the fast track to the big leagues. I thought in one, in one or two years, man, I'm getting there. Sorry, Paul Goldschmidt, move over, go to St. Louis a little early. Like, I am taking over your spot. And then life hits. And I remember getting off the bus and had a great game, four for four, crushed it. Um, and we get back. And the third base coach, Tony Paris Chica, is standing at the door of the entrance to the spring training complex. And I'm walking up. He's got his glasses down with his notebook or whatever, his clipboard looking at me. And he said, Byler, come into my office for a second. And it's either really good at this time or really bad. And so right. I didn't know what to expect. I'm either getting the call to the big leagues or – I'm getting released at this point. Yeah. And so I go into his, his office with the GM at the time, or director of scouting, I believe, Mike Bell. And he sits me down and says, Byler, we're, we're really sorry to inform you, but you failed the drug test. You're going to miss the first 50 games of next season. And when he said that, my heart sunk through my bottoms, and I, I was just all this internal doubt and, and negativity and hate for myself started to consume me. I was in shock for the first couple of days. And I remember having to call my mom, my ex-girlfriend at the time, my coaches, the people who have poured into me for so many years and trusted me and believed in me. And at that point, I just went down a spiral, man. I didn't know who I was. I didn't know what I was trying to do. My identity was found and wrapped up in sports instead of who I was and how I treated people. And for the next two years, I battled the internal demons throughout professional baseball and didn't really have much success and getting released in 2018. And at that time, I started to work on myself going into that 2018 season started meditation, started gratitude, got in the word and, and had some really good mentors kind of getting me back on track mentally. And it was ironically the best I've ever felt in that spring training of 18. And two days before I got released, the AAA manager and the hitting coordinator came up to me and said, by the way, whatever you're doing, keep doing it. If you keep doing this, you're going to be in the big leagues in no time. And I'm like, yes, let's go. I'm finally back on track. And two days later, I get released and I'm looking around the locker room. Where's my stuff at? So I'm going through that, Mike. That's when I had a burning desire because I saw so many athletes at the college level, at the professional level, even at the high school level, struggling with mental health, masking their pain with medications, with women, with sex, with drugs, with all these other things that do not do anything except materialize that void, right? They try and hide it, exactly and dampen that mood. And, and what starts to happen is the little monster gets even bigger. And so that's when I say, hey, we got to do something about this. Uh, I met with my, my partner now. And one of my guys, old teammates, and we're like, we got to help some athletes through mental health. And that's where we decided to start Major League University in September of 18 and um, start off a little different, right? We kind of 
didn't know what we were doing at first, and we still probably don't, but we're we're moving in the right direction, man. Impact that all too well, right? We we whenever we start something, we you know we we go down this track, and where it ends up isn't where you necessarily plan on it, but it's a it's a great journey to get there, and and you do a lot of amazing things on the way. Where uh where are we then? I guess three years in. Um, you know, and, and what are we looking at for Major League University in, in 2021? Yeah, so COVID, you would think um, last year, right before COVID hit, I quit my day job. So I was working in San Francisco. I'm back in Arizona now, but I was working in San Francisco for a year. Um, my girlfriend of five years just broke up with me about three months after this 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 incident or whatever. And um, I was sitting there like lost, man. I'm like, what the heck do I do? I've got this burning pulse in my heart. Like I got this desire just tugging at me you gotta go you gotta go you gotta go and this whole time when I was working the day job which was the best day job you could ever have if you were to have a, a nine to five job and, um, I was I was going out traveling talking to teams doing a lot of different things but I wasn't really getting paid or anything like that as much as I'd like to and it wasn't enough to have a sustainable living especially in Northern California yeah that's what so, you need about 500,000 a year in your <laughs> yeah. maybe a million man yeah. it was insane um, and so right when that happened I was like, I gotta, I gotta stop. Like, I've gotta go in all in on this thing. I, mm-hmm. I'm safe, I'm safe, whatever happens. So in February, I quit my day job and moved in all time or full time. And then three weeks later, COVID hits and everything gets yeah. shut down. And I can't be on yeah. a campus. I can't do anything. But what I found through this adversity was Zoom, the power of technology, the power of so many different networking. We did a lot of free things in that time for for athletes and for kids and coaches. We had a coaches seminar for 40 hours. We had a uh, athlete seminar for 40 hours and it brought so much more fruitfulness back to us it was insane and so we've actually accomplished more in the last year potentially than we ever did before the, the other two years just through what COVID has done and helped people realize what's going on in people's minds so I think the next steps man we're, we're looking forward to a great summer tackling a lot of events this summer as far as camps and clinics and different things going on we have some good speaking engagements going and then this fall really getting in with programs and and not only just baseball but more of the entire athletic department and getting in with the coaches, with the athletes, talking to them, learning what's going on within their environment and their community and finding ways to impact them and give them the tools that they need to go out there and be successful, healthy, young individuals in society. So one of the things that really fascinated me about you and what you do, and, you know, you're looking at, you know, you take that whole subset of everybody who plays baseball or has been on a baseball field, coach, whatever. And then you look at the people who really, need to listen to your message and who can we impact and who has felt anxiety and who maybe needs to think about and and it's the exact same I mean it's literally everybody that's that's ever been on a field you know is kind of your target audience what are the things that you focus on getting across you know how do we turn feelings of anxiety into you know I guess the, the, the image I always thought of was it's anxiety is kind of like fire. It can either fuel you, you know, it can give you enough energy to, to fuel you into a productive way. And, or it can just literally like blow apart your internal village and, you know, it can kind of destroy everything. How do you deal with, with your audiences to kind of lead to that first outcome? Mm, that's huge, man. It's huge. And I like that analogy too. It's really, really good. I really believe that there's a lot of things that we go in and teach and it's sometimes subject to the school or the team. Sometimes it's just the the regular, what we know everybody's needs between confidence, anxiety, handling their emotion. I think a lot of the things that we talk about is our internal dialogue. 
Like, how are we talking to ourselves? How are we treating ourselves? Um, unfortunately, sometimes we can never get rid of ourselves unless it's the worst case scenario, right? So we have ourselves with us all the time. Um, and that can be a burden for some people and it can be a blessing for some people. And so I, I think our challenge is to turn that burden into a blessing and help people realize how much power you have within yourself and how just changing the internal dialogue, our self-talk, how we communicate with ourselves on a daily basis can truly impact the rest of our lives. And when I started to go through this personal development journey, I can't believe it never started in high school, college, or even pro ball, but we were never taught this. Like nobody ever sat me down and said, hey, you should do this, this, or this. I had a few mentors who mentioned things, but it was never like a staple, like hitting was or throwing was or classroom was. And so um, what I started to realize was a lot of people are really negative to themselves, a lot of negative self-talk and a lot of hatred towards yourself. So we work on a lot of neutral thinking and powerful thinking, a lot of tools from Trevor Moad worked with a lot of great professional athletes and teams and organizations. And then um, a lot of breathing techniques too. I believe there's so much power in the breath, intentional breaths. And some people might be thinking, well, dude, I already breathe. What are you talking about? It's like, yeah. let's do an intentional breath. Let's sit down for a few minutes and just focus on our breath and slow things down. Right? It's not the end of the world. We still have another opportunity. I know that beats or that heart's beating hard or that mind is racing like a rat race, but your ability to slow yourself down and welcome some of those negative feelings in is so powerful. So just learning how to acknowledge those feelings when they do pop up and saying, hey, I don't have to believe the negative thoughts that might be popping in my mind. Am I not that good? No, that's really not true. Am I not beautiful? No, that's not true. Am I not a competitor? No, it's not true. So just getting athletes to realize and understand how to handle some of those emotions and channel those into a positive direction to where it can actually fuel your performance. And I remember an awesome quote from Michael Jordan. It was, it said something along the lines of um, butterflies are not a bad thing. It means you care, right? It means you care. So when you get nervous and you get those butterflies and you're standing there opening day for summer league, you're sitting there with the hand over the chest, national anthems playing, you're seeing the wind and the fans and everything. And that heart's just going, doo, 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 and you're like, dude, I am so nervous. That's a good sign. That means you actually care about your performance or about what you're doing in your life. So just welcoming those emotions in, embracing them and understanding that, hey, no matter what happens, you believe in yourself, incredible things can happen for your life and your future. And right. And then channeling that into exactly like you said, doing great things. Mm. Absolutely. Yeah. So you're kind of, I guess now that we're sort of lifting some of these uh, restrictions, you're start, you're able to get back on the road a little bit. Tell me who you um, try to get out in front of. Are you trying to focus on the younger kind of, Little League, is that a little too young? Is it kind of more high school and college, that kind of really core age? And how much of your time do you spend or do you talk to coaches as well? Because it's, you know, you you got your 45 minutes, an hour, whatever it is you're speaking with them. The coaches are going to be there with them for, you know, a long time. I mean, how much is it is changing their behaviors and, and ways that they interact with players to to help them through, but also recognize when they may be you know, going through those periods. That's huge. Uh, I think target audience right now is high school, college. Um, that's where we spend most of our time. I'll work with a few uh, professional guys one-on-one -on -one and then a few youth guys as well. Um, Cause I'm really have a bad, uh, I'm really bad at saying no, <laughs> which can be a good thing and a bad thing. But when it comes to this, I almost probably overwhelm myself a little bit. So um, I'll work with anyone and our team will work with anyone at any time. Um, so we have some youth teams or some, some, objectives with travel ball organizations or whatever that might be as well. Um, but I'd say high school, college for sure. And 
And that's a great point you make about the coaches because we might come in for an hour or three days or two days or maybe once every other week, depending on where you're at geographically and Zoom-wise and all that. But the coach is there every day. The parents are there every day. And so we've really made a, a big leap, I believe, in the last six months or so to impact the coaches and to spend more time with the coaches. Before, it was kind of go on, impact the athletes. This is how it is. We leave. Cool. But um, I just didn't feel that it was as impactful as what no. we could be doing. And so say if you're the coach of a program, really being able to get down and understand what is your team struggling with? Who are some of the leaders? Have we identified some of those leaders that can help carry some of the things that I say? Yeah, coach sure. and be that voice to the players and help them continue some of these things. So giving coaches a little bit of a plan and almost you can say a mental performance plan to yeah. implement into their practice daily. And that's where the visualization is huge and just some different word and verbiage that they can use to just help these guys be able to um, take in what they've learned, continue it throughout the season to where at the end of the year, hopefully they're playing the best baseball. How much do you put into uh, the, we obviously mentioned positive self-talk and that's something that's got to go through all the time, but kind of hand in hand with that is the the positive visualization, right? I mean, is that something that you stress a lot with uh, in, in talking to different groups? Huge, huge. We do it with, with everyone. Uh, that's one of the staples that we'll always do. We learned it from Alan Jager um, with Jager bands. And, and that was back in. Say a lot of this sounds like, yeah, a lot of this sounds like Alan Jager and then, and, and certainly a good person to, to, you know, kind of, bounce or get ideas or you know kind of it's it's certainly uh you know a great a great you know kind of starting point not starting point but but kind of plan for everybody you know yeah so so big man and, and you start to think like okay and when you ask an athlete or a coach how, how often do you see yourself failing or how often do you rehearse that bad at bat that you might have had or that bad pass that you made in football or that bad swing in tennis or golf like how often do you mentally rehearse that and they'll say, well, I think about it all night. I think about it into the morning. I think about it for all week. I take it out on my girlfriend, my mom, my dad, yeah. and my grandma because I'm mad about it. And it's like, okay, well, understandably so. Same here. I did the same thing. Well, how can we channel that and say, let's go mentally rehearse some of the things that we want to accomplish, some of those things that we want to tackle. And it's crazy that you brought up that picture of the, the Nevada swing against New Mexico. And I'll never forget this. And that, that year I really bought into visualization and, and the power that it can have on our minds and just our overall attitudes. And I remember there was a left-handed pitcher on the mound. I'll never forget it. Soft lefty throwing different things. And all night and morning, I was visualizing myself staying back and driving it to left center field and hitting line drives to the gap. And what happened in the game was off speed pitch left field or middle away, cranked it left center for a home run. But it was the same thing I was visualizing and rehearsing in my mind of what I wanted to happen on the field. And if our mind doesn't know the difference, between a thought and a physical experience, then why not start believing in and articulating some of these things in our mind? Even if you're a businessman or woman or you're a family man or woman or mom, dad, mother, whatever it might be, let's start equipping ourselves with that and hardwiring our brains to see the good and have the, the better perspective and lens instead of I'm always seeing the bad, the negative, the worst case scenario, why me, poor me attitude. It's funny that that story reminds me of uh, kind of a little coming attraction. One of our future guests, Steve Springer, um, who you probably know well, being out out yeah. west. Um, but but certainly his approach of, you know, if you're a student in the game, you know, by that at this level who you're going to see, you know, start to visualize, but also visualize what you see. If you're going to see a soft roaming lefty, you 
visualize that and your attack and your approach, not, you know, not throwing like Randy Johnson stuff at that point, you know, it's, it's really <laughs> knowing yourself and knowing what you're going to see. And, you know, we're excited, really excited to have spring on in a couple of weeks too. So um, how much of what you talk to people, have you been able to kind of make that leap outside of baseball? Cause I know you just sort of mentioned it there. Um, you know, cause it's obviously completely relevant, right. But how much, you know, how much of it has been able to impact your life outside of baseball, but how much have you been able to sort of, you know, present this as, Hey, it's a roadmap to, I'm not just feeling some issues or I need to do these things on the field, but I need to do them off the field too. It's, it's gone amazing with that. And, and I, I knew there was more than just the baseball Avenue. Uh, and and we, we've stuck in with it because it's it's the familiar one. Right? It's familiar. Yeah. We have the most connections there. But the, it, you're right. Anybody can can handle this. So we, we've really started to branch out into some different teams. Um, individually, I work with um, kind of crazy, but a fencer. I didn't know fencing was huge, but he's an incredible fencer, which is really cool. So if he listens to this, shout out. Um, soccer, volleyball, football, softball, baseball, just about every sport because every athlete struggles with very similar things. And yeah, so, it's the only aspects of life where you struggle with anxiety, right? <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah. So um, a lot of different sports, a lot of different sports now, it's really evolving in a, in a positive direction. And then more business opportunities too. Now that things are opening up a little bit, Zoom's been clutch. We've had a few more opportunities to speak with a business or with an organization and, and equip some of the managers or equip some of the employees or whatever that might be. We've got a few this summer that are planned that are really, really exciting. Some team building experiences that we're going to take them through, which I'm super stoked about. I really like that, enjoy that. And I think if we can just impact some of the people um, in the world who have kids, who have families, who have other people, they can dish out some of those same things that they're learning and going through and experiencing to their children, to their friends, family, and so on. And we just keep sparking some positive change in the world. So let's say you come out and meet with our group, you know, generals, um, the two teams, we've got 64 guys playing. We got, you know, half a dozen coaches, support group, whatever. Um, and those 64 will cover the gamut of, had a great year, was over 300 all year, no worries, everything was great. And then we've got guys who might have had those expectations, got in a slump, lost confidence, you know, kind of trying to work their way back and, and have a, a, a great, you know, summer in maybe a less stressful environment, but, but you know, build their skills back. You, you meet with us for an hour, three hours, two days, whatever. What are the, you know, three things, maybe the most important things that you would want to get across to a group? Ooh, that's so good. Uh, I truly believe, Mike, that the self-talk is good anywhere, no matter how good or bad you're doing. So the self-talk aspect would be huge. I would definitely take the, the squad and everybody through. What does it mean to be negative? What does it mean to be positive, right? Positive doesn't always work. Negative works a thousand percent of the time, all the time. How do we stay in the middle, more powerfully thinking with, with positive words or powerful words that are, I got this, keep working, compete one pitch at a time. So going through a lot of self-talk exercises would be huge. And taking them through some different interactive experiences. There's a great game that I like to play, which is rock, paper, scissors. It's a super simple game, but it just gets people out of their comfort zone. It breaks down the walls and, and the barriers that are uh, uh, kind of blocking some of us, which is our ego. And as athletes and businessmen or women, right, sometimes we get an ego. It's just part of life. And so stripping that ego, breaking it down, building them up would be huge. So just starting to believe in yourself more with that and then leading into the confidence aspect. Um, and then the other thing that would be really powerful that I truly believe in, and 
Um, I'll never forget my freshman summer uh, of college baseball. It was my college summer league. Um, my first time ever playing summer ball. That's why I love summer ball and have a huge heart for it. Uh, my, one of my mentors, he's still my best mentor. I talked to him yesterday. Every time I talk to him, I learn something new. He's incredible. And I just kind of listen to him and then I give it back out. And so he, uh, he was mentioning some things when I was younger about the power of a zero period. And, and what that is, is there's innings one through three, uh-huh. first period, four through seven, or four through six, second period, seven through nine, third period. Well, the zero period is the time before the game. How do we prepare our mind and body for competition. So whether it's I'm, I'm in business or I'm working, right? I can prepare my mind and body in the morning for a better day, right? I own my morning, own my life. If I'm an athlete, I get in the weight room. I do my meditation or my breathing exercises. I do my mental rehearsal, however I want to do it. Maybe some gratitude, performance journal, whatever it might be. Offer some different tools because everyone's a little different. And so whatever you choose to do, own your zero period, own the game. And so the zero period is something that's powerful for me. It's changed my life um, in a lot of different aspects as far as getting up in the morning and getting after it and, and just having a good routine of things that I believe work for me um, that can help me stay more consistent and confident more often than not. And the more that you stack those little days together, the better weeks, months, and years you start to have. So I think those are a couple massive things that I would really challenge the athletes with and, and then get them interactive and talking with each other. Hey, what are you doing? What, what happened when you were doing well? You might've hit 350 and you were conference player of the year and you're getting ready to get drafted this year and you're only going to be here for two weeks. What was working for you? What worked for you? What didn't work for you when you went through that slump? For the other guy who's hitting 150 and is like, I need this summer to get in the lineup next year because there's all different spectrums. Hey, what wasn't working for you? What were you telling yourself? Were you anxious in the box? Were you tensing? Did you have a routine? Did you step in the box with confidence? Or were you constantly thinking about the distractions and the external things around us? So really just getting them to think a little differently uh, would be huge. It'd be awesome. You mentioned gratitude a few times. Mm-hmm. Obviously a, a staple of what you know you do. Um, you know, certainly something that anybody who you know reads anything about mental uh, performance—that's a huge part of it. But talk about what that means to you, and and sort of explain where that fits into you know your program with uh, MLU. It, it was the very first thing, Mike, that I ever started doing in this journey, and I learned it from a video on Instagram or something like that. And I saw it, and I said, "Well, this guy's really successful, and he seems to make and a lot of money." Connected right away, right? <laughs> yeah, I was like, "I'm going to try it," and so. I started to write three things I'm grateful for. I'm grateful for my shoes, for baseball, for my life. Right? I'm grateful for my family, whatever it was that day. And sometimes it might be the same thing every single day. And I started to notice a shift in my mindset. And I think of it like bifocals. You think about clicking the lens and you see a different lens. You click the lens again, you see a different lens. And so I started to see things a little more clearly and, and a little more vividly. And I started to feel better. I'm like, okay, this is weird. I'm only writing three things in the morning that I'm grateful for. I'll try four. I'll try five. And so I just wrote, write things down and, and it started to shift my whole perspective, which allowed me to open myself up and kind of strip the ego a little bit to be open to change. And so gratitude is just so massive, especially in a world where there's so many things that we could point fingers at or get mad at between politics, between pointing the fingers and, and different things. And, and we see it all over the world, man. It's crazy what people are fighting over. It's like, let's look at the good. Yeah. I have breath, right? I have water. I have food. I have a house. I have family. I have a sun shining in the background, even though it's hot. It's like, I love this. This is awesome. It's beautiful. And that's something that we choose, right? We can choose to live that life of positive or negative based on, you know, whatever is going on. We can see it through our, through our lenses mm. and, and make that decision, right? That's, that's kind of where you're going with that, right? You're spot on, man. You're spot on. And that's part of 
we have a really cool blueprint for success journal that we just released and it's got your daily gratitude, your daily goal, a few affirmations to affirm who you are and, and what you say you're going to accomplish in this world. And then kind of grade your sleep and some other things and have a note section so you can take some notes. And we found that when you write things down, it's 10 times more powerful than when you keep it in. And so writing out some gratitude or saying it out loud can be very, very powerful and beneficial for you. But just like you said, you have the choice. Like that is your choice. Yeah, there's so many things you don't have control over out there and so many people you can't, you know, control you. You can control how you see things, right? Mm. Amen. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Yeah. So I guess the question, a couple more questions here, because I know I've been very appreciative of your, your time today. Um, but I guess the one question is, you know, to do something like this, obviously you're impacting people in your interactions all the time. But you are also, you know, maybe it's not necessarily the goal, but, you know, in return, you're, you're have, you know, these things you're doing also have big impact on yourself, I'm sure. Hmm. You know, a couple of, can you think of a, a situation or two that, you know, when you think back on, um, you know, and it wasn't your, your goal, obviously, but, but wow, this really impacted me, you know, person, not just the person I'm talking to, but, but it impacted Austin Byler a lot, too. Mike, it's almost like every time you talk to somebody or you, you have a conversation with a team or an individual, uh, you start to see that. And, and there was one that is actually really, really fresh. It happened two days ago. And it was pretty cool. It happened two, two days ago in the evening. And this, this athlete from Colorado that we get to work with in our leadership academy, uh, he's a high school athlete. I believe he's a junior. And um, he was kind of told that he wasn't going to play, right, that he wasn't going to hit. He was only going to pitch. He, he was going to be a PO. And he's a really good hitter. He can juice it. And he wasn't happy about it. Let's just say that. I wasn't very happy. So we had a few conversations. And a couple of days ago, he sends me a video and he hits an absolute mammo bomb. Just juiced one out of the park, like Bomsky with his at-bat and the opportunity. And then he sends the next text. that neutral thinking equals successful thinking or something like that. And I was like, man, that is so awesome. Like just hearing that from him is so powerful. And then there's another athlete. And I got to highlight this guy. He's amazing. He's in, in Northern California. He's in the Bay Area, San Jose. And he's 11 years old, I believe now, um, And which is crazy, right? 11 years old, like working on your mind. What are we doing? Yeah. Powerful, right? Like let's equip him early. We should be doing this in school, every single school. And so he gets on our academy every single week and he always brings the juice, man. He's always so positive, so uplifting, so happy. The stuff he posts on Instagram as an 11-year-old, which is wild, like, is inspiring. So seeing athletes like that, they don't see it right away, that, that, or maybe they never see it, that we get more out of it sometimes than they get out of what we're doing. We might say something, and they might, it might stick for them, and they go live it out, and we had no idea we even said it. Yeah. But then in return, we get so much gratitude and fulfillment back from just hearing them go off and not having success in the game necessarily, but hey, this helped me in my test. This helped me get my job a few years down the road. This helped me transition uh -huh. from baseball to real life after college. And so, so many just awesome success stories that um, we are so thankful for that. That, that. That's why we do it. Right? That's why we do it because of those. You've been honest about your career and, and some of the things going through your head along the way. Looking back now, and I guess this is always the kind of the $64,000 impossible question, but what does 28-year-old Austin Byler say to, you know, 20-year-old Austin Byler in college? What does he say to 23-year-old Austin Byler in Kane County, you know, in, in, in single A ball? What, what do you say now 
to yourself then kind of that's going through a lot of questions, you know, and, and, and how could that, you know, what could, what are the sort of things you could say to yourself, you know, how would you approach somebody in your position, you know, at that time? That's really good. I would say there's two things that stick to mind. One, never lose the belief in yourself, no matter what happens, no matter how good or bad you're doing, no matter how many people love you and like your photos or don't like your photos and don't love you and hate you and boo you in a stadium, never lose that belief in yourself. You're in control over that every single day um, and start to work on yourself, right? Work on yourself and, and start doing some personal development, read books, listen to podcasts, seek out information and wisdom from people who have been in your shoes. And so that's one of them. And then the other thing that's probably the most powerful one is uh, you had a name before the game. My pastor said it to me in Indie Ball. He came into our thing on a Sunday, and I'll never forget this. And he sits us down, and I'm just struggling with just identity. And he's like, dude, you guys had a name before this game. Like, you were named Austin before you ever were Austin the baseball player. Like, you weren't playing baseball when you were born. You just were given a name by your family. And so um, that one would be more of the identity piece. Like, your identity is found in who you are, not what you do, and not trying to please those around you on the baseball field, but rather, hey, this is who you are, be who you are, embrace who you are and go live out who you are, because that's going to help you be more successful and more fulfilled more than anything else in life. Such an awesome answer. And, and that's that goes back to, you know, everybody should, you know, you know, that's not just something that you're a baseball player you want to you need to hear. You know, it's uh, just great advice and great thoughts. And I guess to, to leave us here, how does you know, somebody at home who's in college, who liked what they heard in high school, how does that person connect with you and, and Major League University right now? Any social media platform. So we're on uh, as much as we can be. <laughs> and then we try to limit ourselves. But uh, Major League University on Instagram, Major University on Twitter. Um, we're on Facebook, uh, LinkedIn, and as well as YouTube. And then Austin Byler on any platform, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, TikTok. Um, we just made an MLU TikTok. We have not started it yet, but it's Major League University um, or Austin Byler on any of those platforms. Um, and yeah. then MajorLeagueUniversity.com. Got a general TikTok, I think, coming soon, but I think my nine-year-old daughter is going to be in charge of that because I don't, I still don't even know what that means, but I hear, I hear people using it. It's, uh, it's big. It's I, <laughs> Highly recommend uh, that, that you do that, people out there. Um, you know, certainly an impactful kind of game-changing, career-changing, life-changing conversation awaits you. Austin, I appreciate all your time today. Thank you very much. Wish you the best. And, uh, you know, certainly uh, best of luck to, uh, to MLU. Thanks, Mike. Appreciate you having me, man. Have a yeah, great time. Uh, absolutely. Uh, again, Edward Lesky Company, our, our number one sponsor here for the show. Appreciate Austin Byler's time. We got Steve Springer coming up next week and, uh, you know, very excited to uh, get closer to general season. So everybody have a great week and we'll be in touch uh, in, in, in another week here.